1: Hello there, my name is
2: Miles Jupp, and I'm just interrupting you as you listen to whatever it is that you actually want to listen to, to tell you about the second series of Middle Please Umpire. Middle Please Umpire is a podcast that I, Miles Jupp, if you weren't concentrating when I first introduced myself only moments ago, that's not a criticism, your thoughts are your own and you must focus them wheresoever you yourself choose, host with Mark Wood, the 95 mile an hour bowling, England playing, World Cup winning Northumberland hailing cricket lunatic Mark Wood. It's another series of episodes of the two of us talking about cricket and indeed any other stuff that springs to mind, both with each other and also with a succession of frankly illustrious guests. We lift the lid on Mark's life as an international sportsman, basically he spends a lot of time icing himself, and take you on a whistle-stop journey through the windmills of his mind. I, a mere fan, listen gog, giggle excitedly and try and draw comparisons with my own rather more mundane existence. All episodes of Middle Please Umpire are available right now from your favourite podcast providers.
0: And welcome to Stop Hammer Time, and it's a celebratory Stop Hammer Time, pretty much as usual for uh, European chasing West Ham United, and here to discuss our triumph entry into the uh, European theatre of football is, uh, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Everything all right? right?
3: Yeah, very good. Very good. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Better than all right, actually, Much, much
3: better. Really? Really good. What's happening, Jim? Well, I'm just—it's the football, isn't it? You know, oh, it's you've been—you've
0: been, you've been just, swept up. You've been swept up by, the, swept up uh, by, the, the, by the, the tsunami sorry, by, of my intro. Of, of yeah, absolutely, yeah, brilliant, excellent. Uh, also joining us, uh, it's uh, two favourites of the podcast, two uh, long friends, long-standing friends, long friends. There's no such thing as long friends. They are long-standing friends of the podcast. They are Mr. Colin Milne. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, Colin. Colin, Hi, you, you had a very bad connection, didn't you, last time we did this? Uh, I, I you... did, and I
4: was doing a Colin Crompton impression.
0: Yes, yes, it was like it was like the radiation from stars millions of miles away finally turning up. I've had a
4: boost. I'm fine now. I've ah. been boosted by a strong signal.
0: Have you? Has a uh, has a Virgin Media engineer come around? It was
4: an, it was an experience. That's all I'm saying. It was all done with wires. Marvelous.
0: Ooh, Marvelous. Marvelous. right that's, that's like a plot of a pornography film, isn't it, where some housewife is having trouble with her internet connection and a man comes around no that that
4: was part of my introduction that was my life story
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sorry i missed, I completely misunderstood your anecdote, yes, well, we'll have more uh, erotic erotic <laughs> tales <Yes>. from uh, <laughs> colin Mill of of uh the gas central heating engineer. Coming to replace the exchange of valve on his uh, boiler. Turns why do Yeah. Uh, also with us uh, it is uh, uh, Philip Pitt. Good evening. How are you?
5: Yeah, very good. Thank you. Not as uh, excited as as Colin seems to be. No, no. These home had... visits, but yes. uh, yeah, I'm very good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Quite a saga he's had. Uh, so, but it was a uh, um, a very enjoyable game of football. I enjoyed it. It was a sort of, you know, I think. Basically, after the international break, we were looking at sort of nine games till the rest of the season. And it's uh, what they call the business end. And you're sort of looking possibly for some amount of kind of wheels falling offage. But in a sense, you know, someone was talking about, you know, I'd hate to see the season unravel now, but it almost feels like it's too, too late to completely unravel. We have. We have the points hall that will see us finish in the middle of the table already. I think on the whole, 52 points would see you finish about 10th in nearly any season. So uh, that, as Jim Bowen would say, is in the... I can't remember what he said. He said, you've got that. He said, basically, you've got that, didn't he? And then... There was something yes. else with darts in it. That's, that's, in that's, a, your,
5: yeah. that's your bus fare home. Yeah, That's safe.
0: That's safe, he said. And then there was a lot of imagery of transport. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, anything after this is, uh, is a bonus. Perhaps we'll talk about that uh, more after we talk specifically about the game. But uh, what, do we, what do we make of it? What do we make of the game last night?
3: Well, uh, the first half hour was... Uh, I no, think excellent. some of the most scintillating football I've seen a West Ham team play in my life. I mean, I, I, I just thought we Anto- Antonio until he went off was breathtakingly good. Lingard was world class in that in that first half, uh, nothing short of world class. Uh, and and uh, everyone else chipped in. It was great to see Arthur back, and um, he adds pace and and energy. We know what uh, Superfowl can do and and Suchek and the others. Noble didn't let the side down. Um, You know, we were a bit shaky at the back overall in the game, I think. Um, uh, But, uh, you know, Wolves are a decent... I think, you know, they're in a slightly forced position, I think. They're in a decent side. And uh, once again, I think there was a lot of memory from the first game. I think they they were burnt by um Antonio's pace in the in the first game, the 4-0. Um, and there were some memories of that. And and we just again we just, you know, we destroyed a makeshift slightly slow back four. We made them look utterly pedestrian. I thought we were we were brilliant.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of worry about uh Noble, wasn't there? I think when people saw the in just the brief snatches of social media I saw before kickoff uh and the team was announced, people were um uh, people felt vindicated in that they predicted that uh, shitty old David Moyes was going to pick rubbish Mark Noble, and it was all going to be a sort of shit story. Yeah. In fact, uh, half of that happened, um, didn't it? There was a lot of sort of concern. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I, I mean that that was absolute nonsense. There were people saying, "Look, this is a disaster. Declan Rice isn't playing, and you know what this Moyes guy is going to do? He's going to play Mark Noble." and Mark Noble isn't as good as Declan Rice. I mean, this is earth-shattering news. I mean, I sort of knew that as well. I sort of knew that Declan Rice was a very, a very good well, international class player, and that Mark Noble was probably maybe a couple of years past his best. So the revelation that, well, he's gonna pick him instead. But then you have to stop and say, Well, you don't like David Boyce for picking the best player that he's got available to produce, you know, to replace a brilliant player. What else would you do? And and there was a... When you actually asked that question, well, we obviously promote Diop into the midfield, where he's never played for us, you know, as as an experiment, but lots of very strange answers. I mean, I think at the end of the day, David Moyes was doing the safest thing he could under the circumstances by playing Mark Noble. Um, He had the ability to switch that round if he had to, if Mark Noble had a a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. But, But... but, but really he, he was told off for doing the only thing that he had to do. And that, that just seemed incongruous as far as I was concerned.
0: Yeah, what do you make of it, Phil? I think
5: it highlights um a the fact that as a as a team we've grown a lot this season uh and rice has, has you know stepped really stepped up. I mean just from those international games we saw, some of the stats coming back, you've got two player of the matches as well. Um, and I did you know it's not going to be shocking but I think we did miss him last night Um, I agree that Noble stepping in wasn't the disaster everyone predicted it to be Um, but he and it it pains me to say this because you know Noble I think all fans have got a great affinity with him Um, but he is like you say he's not the player he was two seasons ago Um, he is slowing down and I think part of that means that he's not able to to cover a box to box sort of way that that Rice does. But no, it, you know, no. last night he was you know he did what he had to do, um, and he didn't let us down.
0: In a funny way, it, it, it was it was sort of okay. I mean, my 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 sort of instinct was I would have perhaps put four now's in there and said oh. for you. And Suchek form a midfield partnership, and that might have given space to pick Ben Rama as well or Bowen uh, in the side. But but uh Noble's helped him that a lot of the game didn't really take place in the centre of the pitch. You know, there's quite a lot of runs from deep, you know, Lingard's run for the first, that missed the, the middle of the park out and quite a few balls over the top, plus also play on the flanks. So the middle of the park was not the big battleground in this game. And uh, I think that, you know, suited Noble because he didn't have the legs for a kind of attritional you know, battle in the middle of the pitch. Um yeah. when
5: you're bursting out like that, Phil, as well, hitting teams on the counter, and you've got players like Lingard, Antonio, who was a beast until he had to go off. They could not handle him until he had to go off. Uh and um who is it? Um Bowen, sorry, as well. You've got you've got that pace to break out. No no doesn't have to do that. No. Um, and in fact, I think Rice has, has come out recently and said that he feels he has to add some of that into his game. He has to bring the ball out into those areas to improve his game. So, you know, when we're getting those opportunities to hit those pockets of space, we've got the players that can do it. And um, Noble, for me, he, he just sat back in that anchor role really, really well last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that,
1: yeah I agree.
3: I, I mean, well, I, I agree. I think, you know, Moy's um, found a... That, that that sitting role which which of course normally rice would play and play with obviously a great deal more um you know multi-dimensions to it more dynamism and so on but but actually he doesn't have to run like a headless chicken if he's playing in front of the back four does he and he, he broke play up well he made some interceptions you know he put himself about like he always does and he can play you know uh, he's a good passer of the football you don't you don't that that doesn't change does he doesn't you don't lose that and um you know i, I thought you know it, it's like that limited limited role he he, he did very very well um it wasn't I, quite... I think he did well
4: as well yeah but i i, I think that I, I saw a different mark noble last night because i think that he was he was working to a different game plan to the old mark noble i think he knew that he, the legs weren't necessary there and i thought he was that deep role he was playing was perhaps even deeper than he used to sit before. So he was almost yeah. sitting in front of the back four um, and knowing that if they broke through the middle, he'd have time to recover. Um What I, I think he didn't want to do is he, he didn't want to see the game bypass him in the middle of the park. So we, lost a, we obviously lost a little bit on that. But if you're Mark Noble, that's exactly how you should have played. Because trying to emulate yeah. Declan Rice would have been a complete waste of time. So... Yeah, I I, I think an awful lot that was down to
0: um, Nobles' experience, shall we say. Uh Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The goals were, each one of them was a thing of beauty. They were three terrific goals, weren't they? I mean, one of them is a candidate for goal of the season, not just because of Lingard's run, but because of everything that went either side of it. The little bit of interplay between... um, Souffal and Fournals uh, to release, you know, it's like Sufal had to head it twice because his first header was so sort of weak that he went and headed it again, but then Fournals saw that if Sufal continued his run, he'd be in a bit of open space, so back heeled it to him and went, go on, you keep go- keep going, mate. You know, it's not like um, Souffal demanded the ball after his two headers, it's like now else saw that his run was on and then one touch took Lingard away. And then the decoy run from Antonio was brilliant. And uh, and then the finish from Lingard was extraordinary.
5: I'm glad you pointed out that run by Antonio. That that was brilliant. That really that took two players with him and really opened it up for Lingard. Um, I think he wanted
3: um, the ball. I mean, I you know, I, it, yeah. it was a decoy run, but he was, I think he was he was yeah. hoping that Lingard would slip. And yeah, as you say, it just opened up the space brilliantly. Um, but but that's the beauty of
4: Antonio anyway. Um, whether he's going to get that final ball, ball or not is dictated by the amount of work he puts in, and he yeah, is always yeah. making those dirty rolls. And I think that it, it's it's suited in tremendously to have a player like Lingard playing alongside him. Yeah, yeah so Both of them will make themselves yeah. available. Um, I, I, I got fed up with an awful lot under Pellegrini where we seem to be playing static football. People will be standing still and be asking for the ball whilst yeah. he's are standing still. Um, whereas this team has now finally got some movement and it's the movement that makes these players available and it allows players like Antonio and Mingar to express themselves.
0: Yeah, Antonio... Uh, Sorry, Phil. Go on. Go on, Phil. Um, I was just Antonio, going
5: to say, I think <laughs> going after you.
0: Well, Antonio had that run and shot uh, even before Lingard's first goal, yeah. didn't he? which was, yeah. um, you know, the sort of shot that he had time to think about. Uh, which you know, the Antonio of a few years ago would fuck that up for that very reason. But in fact, it was a yeah. good shot. The keeper had to get across to save that, didn't he? It was a uh, touched it onto the post. You know, it was a yeah. good, good finish.
5: Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm just going to allude to what Colin was saying and say that um, I think a big part of the fact that we've got so much movement in the team now is the uh, fitness levels under under Moyes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's
5: definitely definitely got them a, l- a hell of a lot fitter. Um, yeah, and the point you make about Antonio, he's I'm just going to say he's he's really growing into that striker's role now. Let's not forget a couple of seasons back we had him playing as a as a right wing back. Yeah, uh, and then an out and out right winger, uh, uh, um, right
0: back, right back.
5: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Billich saw but, no no reason to buy another right back because he said I'm going to make Antonio right
5: back. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Until he played there a couple of games and realised yeah, yeah. he couldn't yeah. defend for toughie, yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
2: um,
5: but he's really yeah. grown into that 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 striker's role. In fact, the system we've got under Moyes, you know, suits his physicality and his strength and his speed. Um, and you know, he's if, like, well, we're hearing now he's tweaked uh, his hamstring again. You know, if we've got to replace him for for someone else, you know, what do we do? If we want to play with that same level of uh, of strength and intensity, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a tough replace.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that the movement, again, was a huge feature of that second goal, which was, again, a sort of a, a brilliant, brilliant piece of play. The sort of great, great... You know, uh, players being on each other's wavelength uh, in spades. You know, the, the um, you know, Lingard mugging the defender on the touchline with a great mm. bit of skill to keep it in play, but then Masuaku realizing that he's he could get there first, so just nicking the ball off Lingard's foot, dinking it sideways, and then. You know, for hours opening himself, opening his body up to sort of side foot it into uh, the far corner of the net it was a, just a brilliant piece of play. A brilliant piece yeah, of play.
3: Yeah, it was fantastic. It was fantastic.
0: You know, sort of Masuaka, just a brilliant little bit of vision to go, oh, no, me. Because uh, it looked like Lingard was going to run on to the ball that he had saved from going over the dead ball line. But in fact, Masuaka just went, no, 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 no. Let me. And there it was, laid on the plate. Yeah. I mean, he he
3: was he was obviously not quite there in match fitness wise, wasn't he? But he, he ran him, you know, he, he ran himself ragged for for an hour, and and you realise, you know, what we've been missing. He was his form was really good in that first part of the season, yeah. um, and uh, he's got such fantastic feet, isn't he? And and Moyes likes him as has always liked him yeah, really, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and recognises that he's essentially an attacking player. I mean, if he you know he's a wing back, he's not a he's not a fullback, and uh you know we as fans have been seeing that very clearly for a long time but Moyes as a manager the only managers really properly spotted that yeah that's um, right two uh, other
0: managers failed to spot including the manager the ball team failed to yeah. spot that <laughs> yeah
3: um but yeah he adds a great attacking dimension to the team I mean that was such awareness to, to just to follow that ball in and and the pace to get there to get there first, and then you know, and then the awareness to cut it back. You know, yeah, yeah. it was terrific all round. Yeah, and a great finish, as you say. You know, From um, else. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. I think four misses that chance. His chance last year. I think he snatches that if he was playing last Possibly, year. Possibly.
3: Yeah. I I, I think um, you know four is is. I don't think he's as a lot of people have have, have, have decried his finishing. I don't think he's as bad a finish. Finisher as uh, as as people as people uh, make out. You know, I even remember that that game, the goal he scored against Liverpool. I remember even on the commentary, I think it was uh, Carragher saying like, "Oh, he scuffed the shot," but actually, it was a really clever little pote-toe-pote through someone's yeah. legs into the corner. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, so I think he knows what he's trying to do. That's that's you know, like the the technique for that volley. Um, was it against Arsenal? The volley. The, I can't remember the game where he. Hit that screaming volley um, against the bar. Um, you know, was a, was technically brilliant.
0: Oh uh, yeah, um, he hit the woodwork a few times. Yeah, himself.
3: you know, and I think um, uh, you know, I think he's a good technical footballer. He's not just the engine, but he is that, and that's important. But I think you know, like you said, like you say, Phil, the little awareness of the little flick to, to the one-two with foul for the first goal. You know. Um, yeah. he's got that in him that you know he picks picks good passes. He's, he's mm. a really good player for us. Really good. Player. Um
0: it's it's good it's good when he has a free role because it's it's little things all over the pitch whether it's kind of last ditch tackles uh, which we've seen him do a few times that little he's in the area when he back heels it to Koufal and then things at the other end of the pitch and I think um
3: uh he's got
0: those little bits of link up play that you know little bits of skill that he can bring to the game that are really helpful and I think that you know with an undefined role like that which he has you could see him being sort of shuffled out of a team but in a team that perhaps at the moment is not doesn't have the kind of deepest squad imaginable when he's in the side what's good about him is that he does quite a lot of different jobs both at at both ends of the pitch. Um, yeah. I have to say incidentally that I really really enjoyed uh, the suddenness of um Arthur Masuako deciding he could take no further part in the game. He just basically mm-hmm. stopped playing football. <laughs> so I haven't yeah. seen I haven't <laughs> seen anyone stop playing so suddenly since Fabrice Muamba. And yeah. that's, that's not bad taste because he's still alive and is essentially a retired millionaire. So he he was probably
4: expect- in the 6th round. Yeah, Frank yeah. Bruno in the sixth round. I'm going to stop boxing now.
0: I yeah. did expect if there, if this if there had been crowds allowed in the game, like a well-meaning medical professional in the crowd might have jumped over the hoardings and started giving him. Signal. <laughs> he just stopped playing football. Uh, it was really funny. He just stopped, watching. and I think he just glanced at the uh, glanced at the bench and went, um, "No, no, I will play. No- <laughs> yeah, I play no more football
4: now." He's yes. he's probably in trouble for going on the field with a watch. No,
0: yes, it's, yes, it's it's, it's gone. It's yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, just completely stopped. I've never seen I've never seen that. I've seen I've seen players catastrophically run out of puff. Uh, Antonio of oh, five, yeah. five years ago, yeah, used to just not be able to play football anymore. But that was like a man trying to play football but being unable mm. to because he's run out of puff. This was just, <laughs> I will yeah. no longer play. But,
4: but, but <laughs> in, in fairness to poor old Arthur, um, I, I, I think that you'll find that the real five-star award is Antonio's because he ran out of pump having come on as a substitute. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. That, that yes. was
0: extraordinary. Yes,
4: it
0: was. It the, was. The, yeah, he used to have these extraordinary problems with his energy levels, didn't he, Antonio? Um, I remember we went to the away game after the... FA Cup tie with Liverpool sort of went into extra time and stuff. And Antonio obviously played every minute of that. But then so did quite a few players who then went to... It was like a was it Norwich or something. You know, we went to that. And yeah, yeah. he was exhausted from kickoff. I mean, just yeah. lumbering up and down. The I think it was... We've talked about this a bit, but it, I think it was when he went to the gym a lot and sort of during his injury spells bulked up enormously so that he then had a ton of muscle to carry around on the pitch it was like Hulk Hogan trying to play top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's great. Just completely stopped playing. Uh, Johnson was all right when he came on. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's he getting was. a raw deal being played on his wrong side as a, as a kind of left-sided understudy, because I do think that um, in an attacking sense, his right footedness is really holding him back playing on the left hand side because there are times that there are balls he could play if he were left footed that you know would help our attacking play, but he's on the wrong side. But, uh, you know,
4: well, he, in fairness to Moyes, he's, he's the only cover that he has for Creswell on that yeah, side. He, he hasn't got another option to, no. to give a hand over there, is he? That's um, what we need. Uh, and he, I think he actually does a better job when he covers on the on the the other side, you know. We,
0: In which but, case, you've got Fredericks, who I, I I sort of really hate Fredericks to sort of get sh- sort of shuffled out of the equation because I think he might be a little better than Johnson, you know. I, I, I think Johnson's I, I good, but, him, but I, like no, him. I think he I is. I
4: expected him to come on yesterday because if he anything, yeah. he's going to take care of Priori, It's going to be Fredericks because he's yeah. got a similar place. Um, so to bring Johnson on was a bit of an athlete at the time, but uh, on reflection, he probably made the right decision.
0: I think there's an element of the that Johnson is Moyes' man. You know, I think there. Yes. Are, you know, Moyes does have favourites, and I think he, um, some of those favourites are at the expense of other players in certain yeah.
3: situations.
0: Yeah. You know, but I if, think... if
3: if we're going to play wing backs, and it looks like. You know, we you might be pressed into doing playing about if we're going to have noble for a, a protected period of time, he's probably got to play three at the back to, to be fair. Yes, um, yeah. I'd quite like to see him go with, with Fredericks as the wing back, and I think Sufal could do a Cresswell on the right. Yeah, me too. So I think you could have a back three, it'd be a bit, you know, we'd lose a bit of height maybe, but um, uh, Sufal and Cresswell are not bad, you know, in the air. Um, it's- uh, especially if Ock comes back, you know, because mm. um, I think we, we, last night we missed him, I thought. Yeah. I think we, we missed first his organization. I would have said that we absolutely yeah. missed
4: him,
3: yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Because um, Diop was ball watching terribly for the first game. I mean, it was a great run from mm. Triori, you know, it, it, every yeah. bit as good in its own way as as uh, Lingard's uh, run for the goal. Um, You know, he sort of beat a gaggle of three players twice, you know. Um, And... um, you know, got it to the byline, and it was a good pull, it was a good pullback. You know, so often after a lung busting run like that, you know, the player the cross disappoints, doesn't it? Is it was a good cross, yeah, but then Donka had the freedom of the box, and we had three lined up on the edge of the six yard box. One of them's got to watch those runners. You know, they they, they yeah. were all watching the ball, and yeah. Diop was particularly guilty for that. And body position, you know, kind of a kind of closed body watching the ball instead of staying open. Watching mm. watching what the ball's doing, you know, glancing over his right hand shoulder and watching the runners and, and getting out to head the ball. For him to be standing still as Dendonka yeah. rises to head it is. It, it's a mistake for a tall o never a disgrace, really. Og
4: never makes that mistake. Og no. is always watching what's happening in the penalty area. He's not looking at look, there are three other players on that touch line taking care of the winger. You don't yeah. need to be watching him. You, you can have a rough idea that the ball might be coming in, but you need to be watching who's coming in late, who's actually yeah. really there, and making sure you're positioned right. Um, yeah. Dio was certainly responsible for that goal. Having said that, um, it, it was scored relatively quickly. It was a break, yeah. you were down the wing, and the ball yeah, was put yeah. over quickly. Yeah, like,
3: you um, know, it was a good bit of play that led to it. Yeah, it, it's just, pre- it was prevent, you know, the manager look at that and say, that's preventable. And the yeah. second one, in a different way, was also preventable. Cresswell committed himself, not not unreasonably, to try and win the ball, but nobody covered him behind him, no. and he he, you know, the goal came from the yeah. space that was left behind him. You know, yeah, I was um, going to say that,
5: that that second goal, if you watch it again, uh, Diop again for me is at fault. He's 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 watching. He doesn't go with the runner, and the ball is just over the top of his head, uh, straight onto the guy's foot. Now, I mean, yeah. great finish by by the uh, by the youngster. Who I think, by all accounts, is coming for a bit of stick at Wolves for, for not doing yeah, yeah. what his price tag yeah. uh, should Imagine. be doing. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Done, he done well to finish it.
3: No, yeah. Diop, you're right. If you're right, Phil, Diop doesn't cover him, and he does that thing that a lot of do, like he points at him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah to, to a, work. for a
3: non-existent <laughs> yeah. teammate to cover this dangerous yeah. spare man, whereas yeah. actually he's the nearest man to him.
4: Yeah, um, the, the number of players that actually do that during a game of football, you think, well, I might have made a cock up here, so I'll point somewhere. You know, <laughs>
0: look, look, there. fail to mark. Yeah. I won't be marking that man. Someone <laughs> yes. else mark him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Bowen, Bowen did brilliantly for his goal. We should, uh, yes. Jared Bowen. Yeah, the
3: third goal was another thing of beauty. You know, the mm. the, the defensive header out into space into that Suchek, I think. Yeah. Um, and a brilliant run from, but the ball stuck to his foot. You know, like it, it, it was like watching one of those sort of games when you when you had the really talented player in a playground game of football, yeah. and a gaggle of the five rest of the players less talented just yeah. ran around after him.
0: Five like players go with him. It's just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I think but it at was
3: the uh...
5: time...
0: sorry. Sorry on, on, uh, at the same
5: time. Sorry, sorry, Phil. Go on, Carl.
4: Go on, Carl. At the same time it's a perfect timing of Lingard's uh, pass as well. Yes, it is. Two seconds after that, um, Bowen goes offside.
0: Yeah, yes. and Bowen's pointing from yeah. you know almost the beginning of that run. Bowen sees that Lingard's going to sort of embark on this run, mm. so he runs along with him, and he's already pointing going me yeah. me me. But Lingard <laughs> waits, <laughs> yes. waits until probably the possibility of him scoring himself has completely yeah. evaporated, and that, then that's the, the right
3: that's the right sort of pointing. We've dealt yeah. with the wrong sort of pointing. Yeah, yeah. that's the right
0: type.
4: Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. And, and Bowen on his left foot is a good finisher. Yeah. he's not got such a good right foot and that, no. that, that can be the problem when he's playing on the right because the yeah. only way he'll score is he has to cut in but when he's playing through the middle like that uh, and the ball is weighted perfectly in the way it was and his first touch was great
0: Um, He has a really good finish. I mean, I think, you know, from the little social media chatter I see, people have slightly cooled on Gerard Bowen, but, uh, you know, possibly, you know, in the arrival of Lingard and Ben Rama, since Bowen was signed for the club, um, you know, have helped uh, to aggravate that. But Bowen, for me, I, I still really like Gerard Bowen a lot. I think he's terrific. You know, I think his hustle is great. He works hard. He's fast. He's strong, you know. And, um, you know, I think he's great. Um, We'll move on uh, to talk about our forthcoming games after this message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct... Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. So, yeah, it was a sort of... uh... It was a pleasing result. I mean, obviously, after our, um, you know, n- not collapse, but Arsenal's, you know, fantastic turnaround in the game that became a three-all draw, that felt like a distinct possibility uh, last night. Though, Jim, as you said, it, there was always a possibility that we were going to score another goal as much as Yeah,
3: they, yeah. They were going to pull as, one back. I agree. It, it wasn't an- as anxiety-inducing as the, as the Arsenal one. Uh, because because we were so obviously still liable to hit them on the break yeah. and, and, you know, pick up the odd set piece from which we were always dangerous. Um, I just, uh, well, what did you think of, I, I found it strange that they showed the Suchet goal from so few angles. Uh, it yeah. wasn't, the, 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 I mean, the, the angle they kept re- replaying from, it wasn't really conclusive whether he no. handled it or not. Um, no. And 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 there hasn't. I haven't seen another angle
4: anywhere. I searched the internet today and see if it was recorded anywhere else. I can't see it. It kind of didn't feel as though a proper check was done on it,
3: really. And
4: you know, I really didn't think it was handball either. Even at the angle we saw it for, I thought, well, you know, there's no movement of the arm. If anything, it's somewhere around the shoulder area. And, and the rules are, it are supposed to be now that the arm has to be in some sort of unnatural uh, position or making an arm movement. He didn't either. I think that yeah. applies yeah. more,
0: you know, uh, to sort of defensive handballs. Uh, yes,
3: I think actually it's still the case that if it's a goal, even accidental handball is handball, isn't it? I, I think yeah. if it leads to a goal, I think, unless they've just changed that. Because they changed the, the law handle law not that long ago, mid-season. They did, somewhere. yeah. So, well, um, basically,
4: the Sheffield United goal uh, with the snog Would have stood now. Would have stood yeah. now. Mm. So uh, on the same basis, I expected that goal to stand. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it, it did no more than come up and hit him high on the body. I mean, what was he supposed to
0: do? Remove his shoulder? But it's sort of one of the last actions before he kicks it into the net, though. It's like, it's sort right. of, you know, it's his... Yeah it's seen as part but of controlling it I think
5: they made the ruling really quick as well it didn't go to VAR and then they sat there for two or three minutes it sort no. of the check came back within about 30 seconds so yeah. maybe well, they got a different angle that we couldn't see I don't know well yeah, yeah it didn't you know
3: yeah it felt as though it warranted a more careful check than that it's really. a sort of t-shirt yeah, it's the t-shirt
0: do. line isn't it well perhaps they did have an angle though that we weren't sure. yeah her. maybe because maybe. you know the the, the television presumably they're not just watching it on telly like we are. They're seeing different angles that we, as the viewers of a TV, or in my case, illegal internet, are They do have slightly more, mm. you know, to look at than we do. Um, yeah, you know, it sort of seemed to be the argument about whether it's that sort of t-shirt line or not. He seemed to be saying it was kind of upper arm, and yeah, you know, it looked like it could easily have been the sort of crook of his elbow, you know. Every mm. time. Yeah, maybe,
4: maybe, maybe so. I just didn't feel at the time, from what I'd seen, that that was handball. I mean, that was my initial reaction and nothing I've seen since has convinced me otherwise, really. I mean, I I can see why they'd give it if it's on any part of the arm, but it didn't seem to be on the arm. It seemed to be on that shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless your collarbone is becoming part of your arm, which is,
0: I don't know. Mm. Let's get a medical professional, perhaps the one that would have started Arthur Masuaku's <laughs> art. <Perhaps> this <laughs>
2: mythical, slightly
0: become a large figure looming in this podcast is this mythical doctor that we we all know who would <laughs> yeah. solve both uh, matters of human anatomy and how to start Arthur Masuaku playing football again. Um, you know, we are running out of superlatives for Lingard, aren't we? He really does yeah. look like a terrific footballer. You know, he's um, partially because of their sort of you know, sort of similarity when he first kind of burst on the scene. You thought of him as quite Delhi alley like but he's a lot more athletic, isn't he? He's surprisingly athletic, and he seems he's quick. He's on really the move. Quick. He seems like a big, strong player as well. You um, know, he's got uh,
5: very tidy feet as well, yeah. especially at pace. That's a that is a very unique thing to get right.
3: Yeah. I think his shooting, his finishing was is is terrific. I mean he kept shooting for England the other night and not not being able to score but it, they're nearly always on target. Yeah, um yeah. Mm. that's that's what's so impressive about him as a, as a, in in the box is that he makes he works the keeper or or you know and the finish for the goal after that long run you know yeah, the, yeah. Dink, yeah. the dink over the keeper it's such a such a good finish. Yeah. Um, the only thing you might say about him is that he does put his eggs into the first half basket, doesn't he? I mean that he he absolutely yeah, yeah. blitzes it and then yeah. slightly fades from games yeah, it's true. in the second half and I wonder whether more, you know, whether that you know, if we if we're sort of being picky, we'd we'd like him perhaps to manage his game so that we've got him as a kind of impact player in the in the last quarter of an hour of a game, where quite often he's he's shot his bolt, hasn't he? Just just because he's yeah. run himself into the ground. I mean, he ran but, further, considerably further than any other player on the pitch. Um, did he? Last
4: night. If, if, yeah. you're a, if you're a Wolves supporter, you would have thought he had been working hard for the last five minutes, because he really did put a shift in and try to waste as much time as oh, possible. Oh, he did, certainly did <laughs> the <laughs> time-wasting <laughs> thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, that, that apparently is why the Wolves supporters were upset with him.
0: They're players. Well,
3: yeah. there was a bit of a, a yeah. scuffle, wasn't there, about yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, players as well.
4: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, game I, thought, I thought
3: he was like he got booked for time wasting. He did, and then then threw he kicked the ball away. away. Then kicked the ball away. I was really yeah. worried that he was going to get yes. instantly another yellow.
0: And you know, the referee um, was, um, you know, was pretty decent to not. Sort yeah, of, you know, I think that a, was a bit sort of, lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be a bit of a Jobsworth and give him the second yellow because yeah. he would have been within his rights to do that. Yeah,
5: yeah, um, that you, yeah. And yeah. you, you see them given for those. God, oh, a yeah. couple, couple of seasons ago, we had uh, Antonio not running into the corner, and then you know obviously caused, yeah. that caused an issue against Palace. I think it was, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I, we, I,
0: went, I, we went I, to that game, and they they did yeah. start trying to run it into the. Lanzini and Antonio started trying to run the ball into the corner with 10 minutes of the game to go. (laughs) It was the stupidest fucking thing I've seen in my life. And that was another um, exhausted Antonio performance. He came off the bench and was immediately exhausted. Um, I think you're being kind. I think you're being kind. That was
4: 20 minutes at least. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was just the last 10 minutes he he was doing it you know with 20 25 minutes to go it was ridiculous
0: it was extraordinary and you know sort of part of uh, cuz Billich did that a couple of times and and um the uh, ladies team against uh, relegation rivals Bristol City were 2-1 up and then started trying to you know waste time and run the ball into the corner uh, with about, you know, on the 83rd minute, which means at least 10 minutes to go of of the game, not seven because of extra time. And, um, you know, the Bristol City ended up equalising. And you're just like, yeah. we could see this nailed on. And Billich used to do that. He used to do those things. Or a billich team did it, or if they or if they are doing it and he hasn't told them to do it, well, use your fucking voice and tell them to stop running the ball into the corner because it's not going to work. He did that against Palace, and that converted it was either a win into a draw or a draw into a loss. I think it was a win into a draw. Uh, because Antonio then for some bewildering reason didn't cut the ball back to Lanzini, thought about running it into the corner, but thought, no, I won't do that, and then decided to pass it to their goalkeeper. Yeah, just rolled it across. I think think it might have... He just kicked it very gently across, and James Tompkins chested it to their keeper. Chested it to their keeper, who then took a long kick up the other end, and then... Zaha scored. Zaha, was it, scored. I think it was Zaha, yeah. um, You know... Um, There was the game also against West Brom where Bilic decided to do that thing of like, you've got one minute to go, so he makes a substitution. And he decided to to bring on another central defender, James Collins, who came on and didn't know who he was supposed to mark for a corner. And as it turned out, he had to mark the guy that headed the ball (laughs) into our net, (laughs) thus turning a potential win into a draw or possibly a draw into a loss. I can't remember. And just... I th- I think it's one of those things a manager can do to look like a real football manager is to do those, you know, tell the players to run it into the corner or make those stupid substitutions, thinking that the referee will forget to add on time. But that's mm. the fucking referees will add on time. You make a substitution, they'll add on time. So it's not like you're eating up some of your remaining three yeah. minutes because they're the, going to add the, another minute on. Yeah, defensive dispen- me fucking the, bananas.
3: The substitution when you're... When you're- Protecting a narrow lead is one of the most frustrating things from a, from a fan's perspective, isn't it? Because time and again, an attacking player is a form of defence when you're under pressure. Yes. Now, can yes. I can remember um there was a game in the Piat season, a game Spurs. of players, Spurs. You know, he was just goals like hanging on the wide left on the on the and they had to keep two players back to mark him. So he was and then Billich took him off, didn't um I'm putting right. uh, and put Nordweit he did the late goal or the penalty with an all fight game yeah. away, wasn't it? I think, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're thinking, well, no, actually, although he's standing on the halfway down, Paya is a defensive player for us in a sense because yeah. he's tying up Spurs players who otherwise will have be able to get forward. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. a constant threat they have to worry about. And well, um, you know, it, it's amazing how teams don't do this, you know. I mean, you know, it's, yeah.
0: I was having a not one of his best games in that Spurs game. But Billich is a professional football manager, not a fuckwit on social media, going, <laughs> Take him <laughs> off. He's <laughs> shit. It's take exactly. him fucking off. He's shit. He's <laughs> shit. You know, he's a fucking paid to manage a football club. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, Mind a you, He's, he's a, poten- yes. a potential fuckwit on social
4: media now.
0: Is he? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. okay. I haven't seen him. But it's I like, don't think he's it?
4: got a job yet, has he?
0: Uh, no, absolutely. no, it's
5: not uh, no. Let's right. talk about a uh,
0: um, yeah, there was talk uh,
5: an international it. job. Yeah, um, But I can't remember who it was with.
0: Yeah, oh, oh shocking, shocking. Um, anyway, so so there we are. We're now into uh, the final eight games of the season. Where as I said, we have a points total that would get us uh, a, a mid-table finish, and will do. But we have more games to play, and. Uh, you know, it's the business end of the season. We're sort of racked with injuries now as we limp uh, towards the finish line. But, um, you know, it's, it's as we've said, the run-in is quite kind. I think, you know, we've got, you know, Leicester, Chelsea and Everton are three games to worry about, I think.
3: But they're um, also opportunities, aren't they? Because they're against yeah. our direct rivals. So, you know... Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, every game's an opportunity, but those are the ones I'm picking up because I think they're difficult opposition. I mean, I know that, you know, I know that uh, no game is easy. And certainly in the case of sort of Brighton and West Brom we, and Newcastle, we might be fighting with teams that want to stay up. Yeah. So those yeah. aren't going to be easy games either. You know, in a sense, none of these games are easy, but... Um, Brighton's you know. a bit
5: of a bogey team as well, isn't it?
0: They're a bogey team for us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Southampton
3: at the end for the last game. If we need anything from that to get that, that's a handy last game. Yeah, they yeah, definitely. Are safe um, and will just be mid-table. So, um, you know, I think I think, uh, I think you, you you could wish for you couldn't wish for a better fixture right at the end.
0: No, no. Um,
3: I think West Brom will probably be gone. In spite of their amazing performance at Chelsea, I don't think that's that's too little, too late. I think um, so. Yeah, it, it really boils down to those Leicester, Chelsea, Everton games, doesn't it? I mean, if we if we take take points from those, I mean, you know, if we could get uh, six points or, or or seven points out of those games, we're absolutely. Right in it for fourth, I would say. Um I,
5: what, what, what what I mean I would go so far, Jim, as to say if we just don't lose those games, if we get draws out of Yeah,
3: them. we've got a big chance if we yeah. don't lose them. I agree. Yeah. But I hope we don't see it that way. I think I think yeah. I think the mess the, 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 the kind of talk coming out of the club is really encouraging <laughs> shit or bust talk, isn't it? And I think we should yeah, go shit or bust. Said,
0: yeah.
3: I think I you know nobody's gonna come down on them if they get beat really really going going at those teams to try and win the game i think if we set up to try and just be KG, we will just end up losing um yeah. anyway and i think um you know leicester they've got their own injury problems they're not they're not they're stuttering a little bit i think um so it's not the worst time to play them um and they will be looking over their shoulder at us and it's you know, we're within one point of them if we if we win that. And so, uh, It's yes. a huge game for us. I it's don't, the biggest well, game of the season on Sunday. Yeah, I agree.
5: I don't think Leicester there is that much of a delta between us and Leicester right now. Obviously they've got you know, Rat face Vardy, step to himself, but you know, who is a superb finisher, whether you like him or as you can clearly tell, loathe him. But um he is a great finisher. We don't have that especially with Antonio out that's the the one sort of style of play that we have that was very successful so far this season so we're going to have to rely on sort of their game almost you know Leicester's game which is breaking hitting people uh, around the back yeah so we've got to try and kind of suck them in a little bit um which he used to be able to do quite quite well um but that's their sort of similar game. You know, Madison's coming back from injury now as well. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a real tough one. I think that's going to sort them in from the boys. But like I say, I don't think they're that far away from us. Um the, the game that I really am worried about is the Chelsea game. I think if we can if we can lull them and and defend stoutly and hit them on the break um and have a really good game plan, I think I think we're laughing. But that's gonna be the tougher. For me. Yeah, I, th-
0: I think so too Even though Leicester are You know Above both us and Chelsea In the table And Chelsea are in fact Below us I don't You know I don't have oh,
5: Say that again Phil Say that again
0: Yeah yeah <laughs> Well, You know It's extraordinary We are the top London team At the moment It's, it's um...
5: well, I
4: was looking at another Extraordinary fact the, the, the game against Leicester Over the weekend We've actually got The second best home record In the premiership At the moment we are only got Manchester City In front of us In terms of a home record Um, and funny enough, Leicester have the second best away record. So it's second versus second, uh, West Ham being at home and Leicester being away. I mean, that's how it should be built. The one warning on that is that Leicester have actually picked up 34 points on the road. we have only picked up 28 at home. So this topsy-turvy season where the the away uh, records seem to be better, the fact that we've got... Leicester at home, Everton at home and Chelsea at home in a normal season with crowds would be seen as a huge advantage. I don't yes. think it is quite so anymore. I, don't, no. I think they've become very
3: even games. I think there'll be memory. I mean, we we really squeezed the life out of them in that 3-0 win up there. Um, mm. uh, I, I, I Like, I think definitely the memory of what Antonio did to, to Cody and Co in the 4-0, was definitely preying on that Wolves defence, I think. Um, and, you know, that's a marker, isn't it? You know, we, we really... That wasn't a that wasn't a lucky 3-0 win. It should have been no. 4 if Deck, Deck's brilliant run had ended up
4: in mm. the
3: back of the net instead of against the Woodwork. Um, so they were well and truly beaten that day, and yeah. that was just not long after they'd beaten Man City. So... Yes. Um, you know, that was a marker. I think we'll, we'll press them and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll put, we'll put them under the kind of pressure they don't like being put under. They won't be able to play their normal. They picked up those points playing on the break, like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's, it'll be a really interesting, I think, tight, niggly game. I think, um, it won't be, I think, as kind of open as the, uh, as the Wolves game was, um, and I fancy us to come out. I think fancy us to edge it. And Antonio or no Antonio, right or no right. I really do.
5: Oh, I'm looking forward to Kufa versus Vardy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Round two.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. He, yeah. He clattered in very early on in the first game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, you know, like it's it's nine games if you if you were to basically kind of go, well, you know. A win a loss a draw a win a loss a draw we you know we 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 don't lose many games i think there's only three teams in the division that have lost uh um less games fewer games mm-hmm. than we've lost you know and um you know as phil says if if, if we're going to sort of go into these games and basically just not get beat in them we'll just keep putting more points on the board and you know um the fact is that you know we we we've performed beyond any of our expectations this season. Our uh, 15-16 season, we ended with 62 points. And, you know, it would be great to get that again. But then, you know, actually from eight games, you might want more than 10 points. You know, I'd like, you know, know, 12, 13, 14, something like that. Um, You know, (laughs) directly below us lined up are Chelsea, Spurs and Liverpool. And I mean imagining us finishing above all of those teams yeah, it's it's not just seems a stretch yeah, no, no, one, one that, That's you going one happen. one or two are going to go above us one.
3: i think liverpool will go past us i think liverpool mm. will probably win every game now
5: to the end of the season yeah they've got a good um, run in as well they,
3: they've yeah got they've re- got a very and, and to be fair, so got an easy steps. run in i think i can't see liverpool not being in the top 4 at, at the end they they will they're just too good and they've they've had a massive wobble this season um but uh i think they'll i think they'll win they're going to get 20 24 points now
0: so yeah. um we, we've got we've got chelsea one point below us um spurs and liverpool you know just a win below us and then everton on 47 but with a game in hand so yes, that's in true. fact if they won their game in hand they they they're on fifty points, so they're actually above yeah, Spurs and right. So, so it's we could conceivably, you know, finish the season. I think eighth. Uh, yeah, right? we I, could. I don't. I don't think we will. I think you know seventh no, right. is is realistic. Mm.
5: Uh, how would you? How would you fellows feel about that if we did finish eighth?
0: Would have you
3: Well, I'd. I would still say it's been our best Premier League season. In since the league, since the Premier League started, so um, I think it's I think it's been a better season than the 2015 16 season because the team has been so many people have so many players have stepped up, so many players have been involved in great in in, in great things. The defense has been so good um, all round. It's been a better season. Whatever happens now, I think it's mm. it's been better.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I think I mean. It's a difficult question, isn't it? It's like, um, you know, I saw a little spat on social media where where someone essentially was moaning about how shit Moyes is and how shit everything in was sort of pulled oh, up just... by pulled up by someone who made basically made the point we were going to be relegated about a year ago and mm. and we've really come back and then the moaner accused this person of being a pessimist. <laughs> as if like my my moaning is really optimistic and my constant moaning I can moan us into Champions League positions (laughs) just by constantly moaning all the time I can win us eventually I've got a five-year plan to moan us to the Champions League final (laughs) and anyone else that doesn't moan as much as me is pessimistic uh, you you idiots yeah. just enjoying the matches on a week-by-week basis. <laughs> you idiots just enjoying the football that's being played. I'm moaning all the time. I'm a proper fan.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were quite a few on last night, and I think my favourite was the guy who said something like... Um, we're all those noble haters, you mugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sort of like, I don't, I don't really know how to answer this, but I do know. <laughs> um,
3: one yeah. thing I would add to the discussion about, you know, the running um, is that uh, we have goals in us um, from mm. set pieces, from now from open play with Lingard um, and, and quite often more than one goal in us. So, Teams are going to go into games against us knowing they're probably going to have to score at least twice to win it. Yeah. Um, you know, and Arsenal yeah. scored three times against us and didn't win it. Um, yeah. uh, and Wolves scored twice against us at home and didn't win it. So yeah. I think, you know, that that's that's a tremendous confidence boost to a team. It, 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 mm. You know, and we've scored goals when we haven't had Antonio, and now when we haven't had Bryce in the team, we've still scored three. Mm. So, you know, looking at it like that, it, that they are as a, as a unit, as a team, I think the confidence, um, the earbullience the that they go into games with is is another aspect of it all. I think I mean, you know. So often we're used to seeing West Ham teams with fragile confidence and ego, yeah, You know, yeah. and, and heads go down when I think you know. If somebody scores the first goal against us, I don't think it's going to phase them particularly. Um, yeah. So I think I think the the mindset is totally different now, and I I think you know they they've dug in and they they've got themselves into this position as Moyes said, it's no fluke. It's 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 the time of the year where the league table doesn't doesn't lie, um, mm. and you know I I, I think they're going to do well. This eight games so they're going to they're going to pick up points. So yeah, you know mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't care. I don't really you know it'd be brilliant to get Champions League, but I'm not expecting it. Um, if you'd have told, you know, it's the old thing, you know, eighth might feel a little bit of a disappointment given what's gone on lately, but in terms of the context of, of where we were, as Phil just said, and, 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 and the thinness of the squad that we've been bemoaning for, for so long and, and everything that's gone on, um, if we finish eighth, it's still Moy should be manager of the year, it's still a, a, a fantastic achievement,
0: yeah, yeah. And I don't think it will be eighth, I think you know, sixth or seventh is probably, yeah, so, yeah, wh- probably. where we're going to be. I don't think all of those teams are going to go past us, they're going to take of points
3: gonna... off each other as well, yes. Our, that's right. our opponents will take points off each other, so absolutely.
0: I don't think all four of those teams will go past us. Um, now
3: I think Liverpool will. I think really, yes, they, th- are they the ones?
0: I think you're right. They seem to be the. Yeah. Um, I like you know I like all the stories of, uh, you know, behind the scenes discontent at Chelsea. That's all. Very, yes. uh, yeah. All very yeah. gratifying at the moment. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. I was I think sort of traditionally as
5: thinking... a West Ham fan. Sorry, Phil. Yeah. No. Um, go on. I was just going to say. I think traditionally as a West Ham fan, like we've we've always just wanted to the team to give a good account of it itself. Yeah, you know, bloody a few noses and go toe to toe with you know those so-called bigger teams. I think we've done that in spades this season. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. those teams where we've traditionally sort of slipped up, we've dealt with them really professionally. The team has come together as a proper t- I mean, honestly, this is the first first time I think in living memory that I can say you know probably not dating back until sort of that 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 eighty six season where. You've got a proper team together. They're all fighting hammer yeah. and nail for each other. Uh, you can see what they're like off the pitch. They're all, you know, pally. They're all professional on the pitch. And as as Jim said, you know, we've had goals scored against us. No one's head goes down. They go straight back at it. Um, and that's, for me, that's probably the most gratifying thing this uh, season. I,
1: I...
3: I think it's great to regard. It's great to, I think you're absolutely right. We should be thinking about 85-86 in in comparison to this season, more than 15-16, which was complicated by by the emotion of leaving the ground and obviously the fact we had a world-class, a truly world-class player playing Mm -hmm. for us for that season. But he wasn't, you know, his heart, he, he was fantastic and he was a stage for him, but his heart, it he wasn't a West Ham. He wasn't West Ham no. through and through, like you feel Suchek already is, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like you almost feel Lingard is in a in a weird kind of way, even though he's only on loan. And that goal, the, the Boeing goal, you could have just, it was McEwenny-Cossie, wasn't it? I mean, that, that, yeah, that yeah. that's the West Ham way. Fast, get the ball, move the ball quickly, front to back, pacey one-touch, classy finishing yeah. that 8586 That you know some of the goals we scored that season were were thrilling
5: oh, um, yeah so I, the, I
0: mean i watched the i thought i watched the four 0 Chelsea game uh, oh.
5: the anniversary this week was the anniversary
0: yeah. wasn't it and yeah. uh, you know just the spirit in that team and they all work hard for each other they all yeah. work hard for it. they make space yeah. for each other decoy runs all of that you know macaveni is just imperious that season and it's it's you know they're not on telly that year you know they're yeah. uh, they're ev- sort of not every team is under the radar but especially west ham because they were under the radar before there was a radar to be under so that team can go about its business you know and uh uh just I think, keep, I think, you know I feel this
5: season it's very much the same we're still pretty much under the radar we're fourth yeah. and yet everyone's you know watching the game last night you can hear the sky commentary team willing wolves to get that that equalizer.
0: Yeah.
5: Um well, we've seen it yeah. in other games yeah. as well. They they you know they were so made up when when Arsenal got the equalizer and you could tell, you know, just in their expressions and some of the stuff they were coming out with. There's no credit to West Ham at all. And do you know what? I've got to the point where I don't fucking care anymore. No, that's you know, right. I, we we are the perennial underdogs. Let's fucking embrace it. If you don't want to give us the credit, then fine. If we even if we finish 4th in the Champions League spot, we still wouldn't get any credit for it. It would be lucky, you know, results were our way. Fuck them. You know, we love being the underdog. We were the underdog in the 80 Cup final. And look how that went. You know, we scrapped together. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Let's embrace it. Let's own it.
0: Absolutely. That's absolutely right. You know, well we like, you know... We, we, you know, we have to we have to suck, suck up sort of you know bad performances, and uh, it's just the good performances at the games that make us keep going. And the fact that you know we do, um, we we have had a history of sort of signing players that you know other clubs didn't want. You know, like I think, um, oh, League God, yeah, yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. When Di Canio is you know um, uh, Liam Brady second time round, you know. Uh, um, you know having left Arsenal, we get we get him in sort of what should be the twilight of his career, but in fact he's still got a lot of good years left in him, you know. And yeah. um yeah, and absolutely, you know, the ones we produce. I, I
4: think so. there's another I think there's another point that does epitomise this season more than anything else. And I'll ask you all the same question and see if you can think of anything immediately. When was the last time we scored a scruffy goal? <laughs>
0: Well, the Colton mm. Cole era of football is... <laughs> 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 Literally.
4: We've, just, we've just discussed three marvellous goals in the last game, yeah, yeah. and they're all cracking goals. But the the three goals against Arsenal were pretty damn good as well. Yeah. You know, we, we, we yeah. were going to football hoping we could. Can we just scrape a scruffy goal and get out this game, or maybe with a draw or something? I mean, those days seem a long way away now.
0: Well, and in modern football, you know, set-piece goals from set-pieces, corners especially, are an art form and they're an important part of the game, like, you know, um, like conversions in rugby, you know. No one used to be able to convert in rugby. It's too hard to kick a ball from the (laughs) wrong way over the bars. Now every team can do it because they realise that's fucking, you know, that's points on the board. Uh, And, uh, you know, under Moyes... As opposed to underbillich and Pellegrini, it looks like we've worked on our corners and uh, well, we're yeah, we,
4: we expected a corner not to beat the first man in the defence. That that was a standard yeah. corner for West Ham a couple of years ago. The ball had come across and the first defender gets it out. Yeah, and,
0: yeah. You
4: know, that that was something like, you know, four out of five.
5: Yeah. I'm I'd always to... worry that we hadn't left enough men back. <laughs> yeah, I knew we <laughs> weren't gonna do bugger <laughs> all these corners. Oh <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They were almost <laughs> think... a liability for us corners.
5: Yeah. I think we need. We, we'll probably need to reach out to uh, Rob Banks for these statistics here, but I'd like to know how many set-piece goals we've scored this season and how that compares to previous seasons. Because I yeah. think we've scored more this season than I've, I can remember us ever well, scoring. Well, we're,
3: we're top of the league. It came up on the we're screen, screen more last than
5: night. than any other it? team in the league. Is that right, Jim? Yeah,
4: we're top. Yeah. It came up last night on the screen. I think it was 13.
0: Right. Really? Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's like it's an important part of the game, and you know, we hmm. the the degree to which uh, Bilic and Pellegrini just neglected it was uh, bewildering. You know?
5: Yeah. And speaking um, speaking of the set set pieces, I think uh, it's it's come out today that uh, or been announced today that we're definitely signing uh, the big doors at the back course. coming into yes, the yeah. season. Um, and that's, I've seen it on the the Watford website as well. I think confirm that today yep. as well because yeah. when you that's talk about news. Dawson it's you have amazing. to talk
3: about his own personal goal difference don't you because
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> cruel Jim. I think he's just about
3: in credit isn't he yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> just in the black
4: yeah
0: I think he's 4-2 isn't he I think it's well I think uh, he's had three own goals that's so what gets him that's 4-1. what gets him training every day <laughs> yeah. is that motivation to just try and finish the season with a positive goal difference you know I think that's <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. was it was Richard Dunn? It's like a match of the day, sort of where Richard did Richard Dunn get something like three in one game or something? Own oh, guys. Wow. I've got this, I've got this, yeah. you know, oh, I'm oh, talking oh, about you know, uh, uh, James Chipsy, James Collins's uh uh partner at uh, Aston Villa. You know, Collins says he's a fucking amazing player, Rich Dunn, so he's the best defender he's worked for. Yeah, yeah, clearly was a brilliant player, but I think he just. I don't know if it was one season or one week or one game where he had the, just the most <laughs> catastrophic run of own goals. There and are, just seeing him wheeling away with a depressed look on his face. <laughs> like droopy, the cartoon. It,
3: because they put their heads in, you know, because because yeah. they yeah. they do so much last-ditch last, last ditch stuff. There was a guy, there was a big, um, there was a black guy who played for Chelsea he used to get a lot of own goals. Since then, I've forgotten his name. It's gone from me immediately. But he always used to seem to kind of just just get the last touch on <laughs> many many. I can't remember what his name was now. Going back a few what? years. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. Sinclair? Frank Sinclair was it? Yeah, oh, that's it. Yeah, Frank Sinclair. Oh, uh, yeah. Frank Sinclair. Oh, no, yeah, Sinclair yeah. oh, right, yeah. scored. He must have. seen
0: must have got Yes, yes, yes. He did. Career double figures yes. of own goals. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's an art. There's an art to the own goal.
3: It is an art, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yes. Um, well, I think we. Um, I wasn't. probably isn't really time. I was sort of going to sort of discuss the the, the idea of, of just the panic that would ensue if we did actually end up in a Champions League position because we're.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah. Know,
0: it would be a bit like, um, you know, the five year project to get us in the Champions League had would become a three-month project because we just suddenly have to kind of I mean they would have to invest, you know, um they'd have to go into they'd have to leverage money they'd get from the Champions League now to invest in. I mean we don't have a squad to play in the Premier League, let alone no. play another set of football matches. I think
4: it's no, as it bad with it's bad with, it's just, bad with the, it's just
5: as bad with the Europa Cup though because there are actually more games. Yeah, worse, yeah, Europa, yeah. Yeah. I'd sooner Champions League. I don't I don't care if we definitely.
3: get...
5: definitely it marries no, no. week in, week out by the lakes of you know AC Milan and the top team. Yeah. I I'd just love to be on the same stages as as I'm on this because I think someone like you know Rice uh would really grow from that. Don't forget Suchek Kufel. they've come from that already yeah, they've come yeah. from a team that's been competing in that regularly yes. you know so that they've got the chops for that but I don't know about uh, as as Colin said the, the Europa League is so many matches in that uh, mm. even just sort of group stages and stuff it, and it, your season starts so much earlier as yeah. well and um, mm. It's and actually the, an the stage underlying... of being in the Champions League. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Come on, you know, as a West Ham yeah. fan, so we've totally actually done it. No, yeah, like,
3: yeah. Cham- Champions League would there would be no 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 downsides to it. I don't think. I mean, you know, the the revenue, the profile, the ability to attract players. But I know, think the
0: owners would have. To- have to- the owners would have to really take a punt, though. They would have they to would. put would. their hands yeah. in the pocket, knowing that that revenue is going to come back later. They mm. can't kind of go, "This team finished fourth in the Premier League. We'll make a good account of ourselves in the Champions um, League, and just buy two five million pound players to start next season with." They would have to. Mm. We would have to buy players that transform the team. Uh, you know, well,
3: we'd, yes, I mean, but uh, as well as hang uh, on up, to up front at the front end, you you know, you'd have to buy a proper, well, two proper strikers. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. uh, you know, one would have to be Champions League experience. I think you know, good enough to to um, yeah. Yeah. to make an impact at that level. But it's still a better bet than I mean, I think Europa League. You wouldn't say no to it, obviously, but. Um, no. It's 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 a, it's a it's a a real two-edged sword, the Europa League. You know, the Thursday Sunday thing is difficult for clubs. Phil says, you know, disrupts your your rhythm, the rhythm of yeah. your normal pre-season. All those kinds of, you know, there are lots of down factors and and, and more games. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, more I mean, I think I think it's a, I think it's almost a worry. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather yeah, yeah I'd no, rather yeah. finish sixth yeah. than fifth. You know what I mean? I think it is a, I think it is a worry because we're, you know, we we. Just it, in it, no, it terms means, of number but, of bodies,
3: but, where... but Phil, you, you know, if, if finish, I think you actually share your worry. But the reason why I don't think you turn your nose up at it is because it, it would mean probably hanging on to Rice. It would mean probably yeah. Yeah. signing Lingard. Um, it would mean attracting the kind of the kind of you know uh, marquee striker that they they've always claimed to be chasing. Actually, might actually come. Um, so I think. Um, you know, the, the, as I said, it's a two-edged sword. There are definitely benefits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think we've got
5: uh, a good chance with Lingard as well. I mean, uh, I think I was reading today, he's in, his last, he's in the last year of his current contract, Man you. And if he does go back, you'll want a new contract. And you'll want assurances that he's going to be in at least the first team's uh, playing squad every week, yeah. even if yeah. he's not on the pitch. Certainly, That's very important when you say the playing squad,
4: because... They have to announce the uh, the European squad in advance. And once you've done your group stages side, you can't change it. So if he doesn't get into that squad, so he'd be insisting upon that. And at Mm. the same time, Manchester United have got another 25, 26, 37 players to to keep happy. So I don't know whether Manchester United could necessarily promise a player that's been out on loan a definite Champions League squad number.
5: And they've, I mean, they've got similar players already. Uh, yeah. You know, um, up, f- up front. Uh, yeah, Martial, Greenwood,
0: you know. I-, I, think a lot of this. is uh,
3: Dan, uh, Dan James. James.
0: Yeah, Dan it's James.
3: Wishful thinking, though. Yeah. He, yeah. he uh, I mean, um, if they want him back, he'll go back. I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's been there since he was a, a wee lad, and yeah, uh, nine or something. You know. Yeah. Um, I think I think it would be wrong. I think he'll be making personally. I think it'd be a mistake because I think he's absolutely relishing being the big fish in the in the small pond. He's playing with a smile on his face. It, the, the, he's at a level that first half hour. I, I've rarely seen a West Ham player at that level. Honestly, he was brilliant. He was brilliant yeah. last night um, yeah. for for half an hour, um, and uh, you know. I, if he, if he, if he's if he if he objectively looks at that and thinks this is I'm in I'm getting in the, I'm in the England squad um mm. uh if he gets picked for, for years on the back of it he, he wouldn't have got in if he'd stayed at Manchester United no uh, he would be no. a that's... big part player at Manchester United if he goes back there um but if they want him back he'll go back i don't, we really should that's, shouldn't no, no that's
5: right That's a really oh, important it's our, point it's Jeff. definitely not in our
3: hands it's not
4: in our hands
5: at all yeah. um but that that, I, that just, England squad yeah
4: yeah go on, Phil
5: no, no, no. God, I won't speak over Colin.
4: Uh, I, I just don't know that Manchester United will offer him exactly what he wants um, for his England career. He needs to be a regular, and yes. I, I, I'm just looking at that Manchester United squad, and I'm thinking I can think of reasons why they wouldn't make him that guarantee.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you yeah, know, he's um, he's he's in a way not Solskjaer's man, and uh, you know that. No could sort of be in our favour. He's 28 now,
5: Phil, as well. I mean, he's not going to have too many more shots at a big tournament with England. Um, And, you know, he's got back in the England team playing in our colours. He's won a player of the the match. Um, You know, he's really impressed. As Jim said, he took every opportunity to have a shot as well.
0: Yeah. But he
5: calls absolute chaos as well when he was playing so you know like you know it is out of our hands we know it is um but we can dream, can't we and let's enjoy him while he's here for for crying out loud absolutely a revelation
0: the sober frank mcavenny i call him (laughs) 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 can i can i just add one
3: possible just looking at seeing as we are wishfully optimistically looking at looking ahead um wouldn't it be the sweetest cherry on the cake if we were to get into europe (laughs) Uh, and finish above Spurs for West West Ham to keep Declan Rice and Spurs to lose Harry Kane. That would just be <laughs> the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest thing. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I was about speaking about now. this
5: the other day. I was speaking about this the other day. I can't see Kane staying there much longer. He's got, you know, he, he knows. He's the big fish in that pond. And he wants to win things, you know, as much as he's loyal to Spurs and he come through there as a kid. There's got to be a point where, you know, a Man City or, a, a, a you know, a Real Madrid come in and say, we'll we'll give you the big money or PSG or whatever, we'll pay you and you'll have regular Champions League and you'll have a good stick at bloody winning it as well. He's going to yeah, go there, he'll he, want to win trophies, surely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's not Matthew Letizia. He's not going to be a sort of one club man and go, I'm just happy to,
5: you know. I can't see not- it.
0: Stay here, yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's um...
4: the, the 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 real strange thing about Spurs, and I don't want to talk about Spurs for too long, is that <laughs> on on paper they've actually got a terrific side there. I mean, that they, as much as we're overperforming, Christ, they're underperforming.
1: Mm. Yeah, I they mean, are. when you
4: when you look at I think sit squarely with a manager. the manager. Yeah, uh, it could well be the problem. I don't know. Um Will Harry Kane want to stay beyond the manager? and give it a try with one more manager. Well,
0: that's what it a, is, a, I suppose. I mean, that's, that's another that's thing, thing, isn't it? They they do change managers sort of every couple of weeks. Mm. I mean, my friends of mine that sports Spurs feel that the the, the, the squad and the, or the team is actually pretty weak at the moment. They feel that, you know, oh, right. is, okay. they're, they're held well, together. If, by if they just,
4: I mean, we're, we're going to have a weak squad next season. If we're in Europe, if they want to get rid at any of
5: those, I'd, I'd say yes to quite a few.
0: Yeah, possibly I so, do not actually know that many of their team at the moment
5: We'll sum well, it up yeah. with a simple phrase, fuck them
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Yes, yes That should be the title of the podcast um, <laughs> So what are our predictions for the Leicester game? Sunday uh, A lot of question marks on there Like uh, there Antonio, are, yeah. was Antonio just taken off as a precaution or will he be out? You know, Rice
5: will well, be th- out I thought Antonio initially went off because when he was scrabbling on the floor to come away with the ball, there's a guy trod all over his his um the back of his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's properly stamped on his leg a couple of times and I thought, oh well that's why he's coming off, but he wasn't, he was feeling his cammy. So I don't know.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh I think I think we are gonna win it one nil with uh with Colin, a really chatty, messy <laughs> goal bouncing on someone's arm It's gonna bounce off Arthur
5: Masuaki's <laughs>
0: arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh Colin, what do you reckon?
4: Um I I think this is gonna be one of those strange games where it's so tense and it's such an important game to both clubs. I I, I can see this one actually coming out nil nil. Nil
0: nil, yeah, yeah, I yeah, could see champ. that I could see that. Phil, what do you reckon?
5: Um I as I said earlier, I don't want us to lose this game but we are conceding at the moment so I can see us conceding the goal probably again from rat face um, but I think we've got goals in us um, you know with or without Antonio so I'm going to go 2-1 with West Ham 2-1 excellent uh, then I shall say 3-1 uh, to
0: the Hams um, um, I don't really, I don't really believe that. But uh, if you build it, <laughs> if you build it, uh, it will come. Uh, as, uh, as Kevin, um, what's his name, said in uh, Dances with Wolves. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's it. Um, well, it's a, it's another win. Eight to go, uh, and uh, a very exciting prospect for these uh, closing few games. That's with me it. discussing this have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio uh colin milne
4: good night round of applause for the um broadband for staying intact
0: yes yeah, brilliant yeah. brilliant slightly dodgy moment but then you move to a different room in your I, yeah i
4: mean I, I think it's the fastest i've moved for about 10 years yes
0: yeah, <laughs> there was a spring in your step has to be said uh very pleasing and uh philip pitt
5: that's all
0: come on you irons
3: this is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.